This is The Bookshelf from NHPR. I'm Peter Biello. One day, while hiking in the Georgia mountains, a couple finds the bones of a human body buried many years ago. The discovery prompts a search for answers. Why was this person killed? Who did it? And how many more bodies are hidden in these hills? These questions are at the heart of New Hampshire author Lisa Gardner's new thriller, When You See Me. We've spoken with Lisa Gardner before, often about the characters we get to know as they reappear in her books, Sergeant Dee Dee Warren and FBI agent Kimberly Quincy. In this book, the character Flora Dane comes back. In a previous novel, she endured kidnapping for more than a year. I met Gardner at her home in Jackson. Lisa Gardner, thank you very much for speaking with me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to see you again. <laughs> so this book was a, a fun continuation of the, the characters we've seen in previous books. There's, there's Dee Dee, there's Kimberly, there's Flora Dane. For me in this book, my focus seemed to be on, on Flora because she had experienced trauma in, in a previous book and she's been slowly recovering from it. And it seems like she made some big strides here. But you tell me, how do you see Flora's evolution happening in When You See Me? So I have to say, each book is meant to be a standalone, but there's no doubt I wrote this book with Flora in mind. Um, I've been a thriller writer for 30 years now, and all I can say is this book has one of my all-time favorite writing scenes in it. I think readers will recognize it immediately when they get there and cheer for Flora as much as I did. So (laughs) I definitely wanted to see her grow. Can you talk a little bit about that scene? Sure. So when we first meet Flora back in Find Her, she is a survivor. She had been kidnapped and held for 472 days by this awful guy, Jacob Ness. And in the course of the books, one of the things we see with Flora is how broken she is, but how aware she is also of her brokenness. And she wants to get to the other side. She's aware of other survivors get married, have kids, find their rhythm. She hasn't been able to. But then she meets Keith who she's never sure is he, you know, the best thing that ever's happened to her or a serial killer. <laughs> and that dichotomy is fun. But in the course of this book, she finally starts to trust and to connect. And she and Keith finally have that moment we have all been waiting for. And it leads to a fun morning after, too. <laughs> have survivors reached out to you about your previous books and made comments to you about Flora Dane? And if so, what have they said? You know, I just got an email the other day a woman who said she had been reading the Flora Dane books. She herself was a survivor of sexual abuse. She had never talked about it. She had never sought help. And after following this journey, it was giving her the strength to realize that maybe people would understand her and maybe she too could grow. Um, I've worked with some survivors groups trying to tell Flora's story. And one of the expressions you hear is going from surviving to thriving. I think that's a very positive message, and that's what, you know, Flora is becoming to represent. She is working very, very hard. She doesn't want to just be a survivor. She wants to be thriving. And then when you see me, we see her take that next big step forward. Is there ever going to be a point where she's okay, like 100%? Is that realistic? I just wonder because, I mean, as a reader so far, I've been kind of attached to her. From what I get talking to others, you have to view it as a journey. And at a certain point, you have to accept all of us are in a journey and there's bumps along the way. Survivors have a more serious departure from the path they thought they were going to walk. But I think one of the things Flora is getting better at recognizing all the time is you're not trying to get back to normal because you can never go backwards. That's just the truth for all of us. You're trying to find that new normal. And it's when you get to the place where you feel your life is working for who you are now, 
how you are living now, well, that's success by anyone's definition. Does anybody ever question why you, you continue to explore who Jacob Ness was? Does anybody ever take the, the, the position, he's a monster, he's awful, he did some awful things. Why are you asking us to empathize with him even a little bit? I will say when I first started researching Flora's story, that was kind of one of the stances I had. You never want to give too much press or publicity to the monster. You know, but it was interesting in some of the research I did and particularly some of the books I read, you know, biographies of some of the long term kidnapping survivors. One of the things they all mentioned was their monsters weren't horrible all the time. And these long term scenarios where you're almost living like a family, you are living like a family. You find this weird kind of pretend normal and you find these moments like for Flora, it's Jacob buying her her favorite DVDs to watch, um, games they play to pass the time in the big rig. That makes that person real to them and is much harder than to pigeonhole them and put them in a box. And I felt for you to understand Flora's trauma, you had to also understand the ways she can't just write Jacob off. She does see him as human. Um, she is involved in this case because she is literally the foremost expert on Jacob Ness because she's one of the only people who survived him. And that gives them this intimate bond that, I mean, she will probably deal with for the rest of her life. On the book tour for When You See Me, you're going to be raising money for nonprofits. Uh, which nonprofit are you raising money for in New Hampshire, and, and why did you choose this one? The organization we'll be supporting with the first book tour stop is Starting Point, which in the Mount Washington Valley is the leading provider for survivors of domestic assault, sexual abuse. It's great to write a book that highlights issues, but it's even better if a percentage of the sales can go to supporting the actual organizations that are the first responders to survivors everywhere. Lisa Gardner, thank you very much for speaking with me. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> That's Lisa Gardner. She's the author of the new thriller novel, When You See Me, which was published this week. And you can find a list of her top five reading recommendations at our website, nhpr.org. And don't forget to send us your reading recommendations by email. The address is books at nhpr.org. Tell us the name of the book. Give us a few lines about why you like the book so much. You can also tweet us at NHPR Bookshelf. This is The Bookshelf from NHPR. I'm Peter Biello. Thank you very much for listening.